Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim In the name of Allah, the most beneficent, the most merciful The Islamic Propagation Office at Rabwa www.islamhouse.com Is pleased to present to you this lecture وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والأرحام إن الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما أما بعد فإن أصدق الحديث كلام الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها فإن كل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار وإنما توعدون لآت وما أنتم بمعجزين أبريد الله سبحانه وتعالى أن هذا أنوان وردي أبريد أسيك الهلب الهدائدنس وهذا الهدائدنس I believe in him and I trust him. I seek refuge in Almighty Allah from the evil of our passion. Indeed, whomsoever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guides him to Al-Islam, no one can mislead him after Allah. And whomsoever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put him astray, no one can guide him after Allah. I testify openly that there is no deity worthy of worship except Allah Rabbil Alameen. And I testify that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is his messenger and the seal of all the prophets. For Muslims, you must know that the best speech is the speech of Almighty Allah, which is the Quran. The best guidance is the court of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, which is the Sunnah, the words of all affairs is innovation and addition to the religion of Islam. Indeed, every addition to the religion of Islam will lead to hellfire. I adjure you as well as myself to fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to the best of your ability. Fear Allah and don't die unless you are Muslims. After this, I greet you all with the greeting of Islam. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. May the peace and the blessing of Almighty Allah be with you all. I'd like to welcome you all, inshallah, for a continuation of Sharh Riyad al-Salihin Explanation of the book Riyad al-Salihin Kitab Riyad al-Salihin by Imam al-Nawawi rahmatullahi alayh and the explanation is by Sheikh Muhammad bin Salih al-Uthameen rahmatullahi alayh and inshallah today we're going to have a new chapter we, which we're going to be discussing, inshallah, today, and hopefully, please, uh, make it larger. and hopefully that we don't get ourselves with the recording that we try to focus on uh, having uh, a class and benefit from the knowledge, inshallah. Uh, for those who have Riyadh al-Salihin, Riyadh al-Salihin, inshallah. Uh, this is volume number two, especially if you have the version that published by uh, 
Dar es Salaam publication. And inshallah, today we're going to be dealing with chapter 210. Although that we had talked before a uh, little bit concerning this chapter, but I'm going to start from the beginning so the recording of the class can be in one piece together, inshallah. Again, for those who have Riyadh al-Salihin, uh, part two, Dar es Salaam publication, and inshallah this is going to be in uh, page number 890. Again, this is chapter concerning Salat al-Jum'ah, inshallah. We start first with reading the hadith, and this is started with a verse from the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. باب فضل يوم الجمعة قال الله تعالى فإذا قضيت الصلاة فانتشروا في الأرض وابتغوا من فضل الله واذكروا الله كثيرا لعلكم تفلحون which is the meaning is then when the Jum'a Salah prayer is ended you may disperse through the land and seek from the bounty of Allah سبحانه وتعالى by working and remember Allah much that you may be successful we stop here and we go to the explanation of Sheikh Ibn Uthaymeen rahmatullahi alayhi which is going to be in volume number 3 and page 263 قال الله تعالى فإذا قضيت الصلاة فانتشروا في الأرض وابتغوا من فضل الله واذكروا الله كثيرا لعلكم تفلحون قال المؤلف رحمه الله تعالى في كتابه رياض الصالحين باب فضل الجمعة The author of كتاب رياض الصالحين إمام النووي رحمة الله عليه He had mentioned in his book concerning the chapter of the obligation and the virtues of Yawmul Jum'ah. The author Imam al-Nawawi, rahmatullahi alayhi, he had mentioned something about the speciality of Yawmul Jum'ah. Yawmul Jum'ah huwa al-yawmul ladhi bayna al-khamis wa al-sab. He said Yawmul Jum'ah is the day which is between Thursday and Saturday. This day which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had given specially to this ummah, the ummah of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. While the Yahud and Nasara, they went astray from it. That means they missed it. They did not know which one is the special day and the day which has all this speciality and all this reward and all this blessing. The Jewish have utilized and selected the day of Sabbath, which is Saturday, what they call it the Sabbath. While the Nasara, the Christian, has selected the day of Al-Ahad, Yawmul Ahad, Sunday. Although these nations came before us and we came after them, but in the order of the days, that Friday comes first. 
so they came before us, but since we did the right selection, and we chose Friday, Allah has guided us to Friday, so now we are ahead of them. So they became a follower for us, although they had perceived us. And this one of the speciality which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had given to this ummah, the ummah of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa So we're grateful and thankful and we should praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for guiding us to this day which is Friday. The Shaykh Muhammad bin Salih al-Usaymin rahmatullahi alayhi is saying that Yawmul Sabt, the Saturday and the Sunday, they have no speciality in them. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would misguided the Jews and the Christians from the special day which is Jum'ah. So it became for us. So all praise is due to Allah. Yawmul Jum'ah has khata'is, has a speciality. One among the best scholars who had mentioned and talked in details about it is Imam Ibn Al-Qayyim rahmatullahi alayhi in his book called Zad Al-Mi'ad. For those who want to know more about Yawmul Jum'ah, let them to check this book Zad Al-Mi'ad, which is the provision of the day of a judgment. After this, the Mu'allif, the author, Imam Al-Nawawi rahmatullahi alayhi, he started his chapter with the verse from Surah Al-Jum'ah, verse number 10. فَإِذَا قُضِيَةُ الصَّلَاةُ فَانْتَشِرُوا فِي الْأَرْضِ وَاتَّغُوا مِنْ فَضْلِ اللَّهِ وَاذْكُرُوا اللَّهَ كَثِيرًا لَعَلَّكُمْ تُفْلِحُونَ that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stated, so when is the prayer is over, Yawmul Jum'ah, the Friday prayer, disperse in the earth, go to your business, وَاتَّغُوا مِنْ فَضْلِ اللَّهِ and seek from the bounty of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala a lot, so you can be successful, so the success, so success in the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Remembering Allah is the means and the way to success. Before this verse, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stated, يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا إِذَا نُودِيَ لِلصَّلَاةِ مِنْ يَوْمِ الْجُمْعَةِ فَاسْعَوْا إِلَى ذِكْرِ اللَّهِ وَذَرُوا الْبَيْعِ ذَلِكُمْ خَيْرٌ لَكُمْ إِنْ كُنْتُمْ تَعْلَمُونَ فَإِذَا قُضِيَةُ الصَّلَاةِ فَانْتَشِرُوا فِي الْأَرْضِ وَاتَّغُوا مِنْ فَضْلِ اللَّهِ وَذْكُرُوا اللَّهَ كَثِيرًا لَعَلَّكُمْ تُفْلِحُونَ Which is the meaning is, Oh, you believe, when is the adhan is called for Jum'ah, in the day of Jum'ah, hasten to the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and leave alone all kind of occupation, buying, selling, business, school, office, Whatever it is, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, leave it alone. ذَلِكُمْ خَيْرٌ لَكُمْ إِن كُنْتُمْ تَعْلَمُونَ Indeed, this is better for you if you only knew. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala called in us with the term and the title of the believers. 
And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala command us to leave all kind of occupation alone in that time. And this what is talking about al-nida'i That means the adhan when is the imam will go in the member. This is called the second adhan. As for the first adhan, which Uthman ibn Affan, may Allah be pleased with him, he had initiated this adhan. He had started this adhan in Al-Madinah because the Muslim community became larger than the time of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and the other khulafa'ur rashidin. As a result of this, Amir al-Mu'mineen, in the time Uthman ibn Affan, he commanded for a first adhan before the time of Jum'ah to be called by the marketplace so the people can prepare and get ready for Jum'ah. So this became from the Sunnah of one of the members of the four Khalifa whom the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had told us to follow their Sunnah by saying Alaykum bi sunnati wa sunnati al-khulafa'ir rashidin al-mahdiyin min ba'di Indeed, the Prophet ﷺ had stated an order and command us to follow his sunnah and the sunnah of the right guided Khalifa who came after him. Indeed, this is a misguidance. Some people to cause the first adhan to be innovation. How you can claim that one of the Sahaba and one of the Khulafa al-Rashidin making a bid'ah. I say to you, that means Shaykh ibn Uthameen rahmatullah alayhi say, I will say to you, you are the one who are mubtadi' and you are the one who acting on bid'ah. How do you call it? How you dare to call it bid'ah? And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had said, those are all khulafa al-rashidin, the guided rightly guided Khalifa. Those people, although they may old in the age, but their mind is like the children. How you talk about the Sahaba and one of the leaders of the Sahaba that is committing bid'ah. And you think you the one who know about the Sunnah? You are the one who saying bid'ah by saying this. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying, Oh, you believe? When the adhan is proclaimed for Jum'ah, helping to the remembrance of Allah, what been meant in this verse by the remembrance of Allah is al-khutbah and the salah. As for the khutbah, because the, the imam, he will make the tashahud. And he will say, Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah. وَأَشْهَدُ أَنَّ مُحَمَّدًا عَبْدُهُ وَرَسُولُهُ This is the remembrance of Allah. And also in the salah, that you will make a tashahud when you sit and say, التَّحِيَّاتُ لِلَّهُ وَالصَّلَوَاتُ وَالطَّيِّبَاتُ السَّلَامُ عَلَيْكَ أَيُّهَا النَّبِيُّ وَرَحْمَةُ اللَّهِ وَبَرَكَاتُهُ السَّلَامُ عَلَيْنَا وَعَلَى عِبَادِ اللَّهِ الصَّالِحِينَ أَشْهَدُ أَنْ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهُ so the remembrance of Allah is in the khutbah and in the salah.
Also the Imam in the khutbah, he will remind the believers about different things related to their deen and give them advice. And this also from the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, وَذَرُوا الْبَيْعِ Leave all kind of occupation alone. Leave it alone. Therefore, when is the adhan is called for Jum'ah? Business is haram. Earning money is haram. Unless you are one of those who are exempted from Jum'ah, like women as example. So if a woman buy or sell during Jum'ah, this acceptable because she is not one of the people whom Allah commands them to make Jum'ah. If you and your Muslim brother walking together and you hear the event going in your way, going to the mosque, and while you walk and you discuss a business deal and you agree about it, this action and this transaction is not Islamically, is not right. You could not act upon it because you conducted a business agreement during the time which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has forbid for you to indulge in it. And this will become batil. وَكُلُّ شَيْءٍ نَهَى اللَّهُ عَنْهُ فَهُوَ بَاطِلٍ لِقَوْلِ النَّبِيِّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ كُلُّ شَرْطٍ لَيْسَ فِي كِتَابِ اللَّهِ فَهُوَ بَاطِلٍ Your agreement and your transaction is invalid. Because the Prophet وسلم, said, any transaction, any condition, any agreement, which is not in the book of Allah, that means it's not with agreement of the law of Allah, it will be invalid. Invalid. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Ya ayyuhal ladheena amanu idha nudiya lissalati min yawm al-jum'ah, fas'aw ila dhikrillah. This means, oh you believe, when the adhan is called for salah, in the day of al-jum'ah, hasten to the remembrance of Allah, this addressing, for the traveler, the one who is home, anybody who hears the adhan, it became incumbent upon him to go to Jum'ah. That's because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he called in us with the name of believers. Say, Ya ayyuhal ladheena amanu. So who exempt you from such a blessing? If somebody will say, I'm a traveler, we ask him simple question, are you a believer? He said, Bala, of course, indeed, I am a believer. So we said to him, listen to the statement of Allah. He's saying, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu, idha nudiya lissalati min yawm al-jum'ah, fas'aw ila dhikrillah. Thalik wa dharu al-bay'ah, thalikum khayrun lakum. Yani, khayrun lakum min al-bay'ah. I.e., that the salah, and listening to the khutbah, is better for you than buying and selling. That because when you go to Jum'ah, you are establishing the ruling of Allah and the deen of Allah. So this much better establishing the deen than making money and transaction. If you are one of those who have the knowledge, so you have to understand that going to Jum'ah and leaving all kind of occupation is much better for you than indulging in any transaction.
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stated فَإِذَا قُدِيَةُ الصَّلَاةِ فَانْتَشِرُوا فِي الْأَرْضِ If the salah is over, disperse in the earth and seek from the bounty of Allah. But, even after the salah, indulging in the buying and the selling, don't let this beguile you from the remembrance of Allah. And he's saying, وَذْكُرُ اللَّهَ كَثِيرًا That means, remember Allah a lot. I.e. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us, don't think, because you finish the khutbah, and the salah, and the remembrance of Allah. So don't think by finish this, that no more remembrance of Allah. But remember Allah in all cases, at all time, in your home, in your street, in every fashion. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying, إِنَّ فِي خَلْقِ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ وَاخْتِلَافِ اللَّيْلِ وَالنَّهَارِ لآيات لأول الألباب Indeed in the creation of the heaven and the earth and the alternation of the day and the night is a sign for those who have mind to reflect Who are those who أول الألباب Those one who are sensible one Allah said الذين يذكرون الله قياما وقعودا وعلى جنوبهم ويتفكرون في خلق السماوات والأرض ربنا ما خلقت هذا باطلا سبحانك فقنا عذاب النار Who are the sensible one? Who are the reasonable one? Who are the good ones that have mind and sense? Allah describes them by saying Those who remember Allah in a standing position sitting position laying down on the side Reflecting in the creation of the heaven and the earth And they will say Oh our Lord Indeed He didn't create this For no purpose Not for vain Glory be to you So protect us from hellfire Therefore Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Telling us that after the salah is finished we are not obligated to remain in the mosque. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says the salah is over. Now go about your business. Seek from the bounty of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That means if a person, he starts with his jum'ah, and he puts the jum'ah over the business, he stops his business for the purpose of his salah and the khutbah, and after this, he will go seeking from the bounty of Allah after Jum'ah, now you are free to go to seek from the bounty of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So no khutbah, no speech, no admonishment, because what Allah legislates for us is enough, which is khutbah and salah. And this was the tradition of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam ولهذا قال الإمام أحمد رحمة الله عليه إذا تكلم أحد بعد الصلاة فلا تستمع له إلا أن يكون كتابا من السلطان إمام أحمد رحمة الله عليه said if anybody start to give a speech after خطبة الجمعة 
after you already heard the If you already heard the khutbah, so there is no need for you to sit after this. If somebody gives a speech, you don't have to sit and listen to him. This is what Imam Ahmad ibn Hanbal, rahmatullahi alayhi said. Only with exception that there is a, a letter or instruction been sent from the Amir, the head of the Islamic State. That's because anything coming from the head of the Islamic State, it is obligation on us for to listen and to obey and whatever direction they given us according to the deen that we need to follow. As for somebody else given khutbah after the khutbah and after the salah, no, this not the sunnah. This not the tradition of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa he did not give khutbah after a khutbah. We did not get this from hadith, neither authentic, neither weak. Some of the Muslims nowadays, it became like a tradition. After Jum'ah, they given another khutbah. After the Salah, they given another speech. Or maybe some of them, even they do it before Jum'ah also. So by this, we made the khutbah to be three khutbah. From where you got this? This is not the tradition of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, لَعَلَّكُمْ تُفْلِحُونَ So you can achieve success. You want success? How do you go about success? By leaving the business alone. By leaving the business alone. This is the way it's supposed to be. Leave the business. Go to Jum'ah. Put the order of Allah before your personal desire. The Shaykh Rahmatullah is saying, you are not supposed even to buy anything, even a miswak. Because it's the habit the people, they want to go to Jum'ah. So, now the Adhan is called, you could not even buy a toothbrush. Now let's go to some of the ahadith related to the Jum'ah, insha'Allah, as it came in the book of Imam al-Nawawi, rahmatullahi alayhi. The first hadith, which is hadith number 1147. عن أبي هريرة رضي الله عنه قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم خير يوم طلعت عليه الشمس يوم الجمعة فيه خلق آدم وفيه أدخل الجنة وفيه أخرج منها رواه مسلم نيريتد أبو هريرة من الله بليز بذهم The messenger of Allah صلى الله عليه وسلم said the best day in which the sun has ever risen is Friday. On that day, Adam was created. He was admitted to paradise and he was expelled from Jannah. This hadith in the collection of Imam Muslim rahmatullahi alayhi. Qala al-Imam al-Nawawi rahmatullahi alayhi. 
في كتابه رياض الصالحين في باب فضل الجمعة شيخ محمد بن صالح العثيمين من الله سبحانه وتعالى شاور هيسول وزيد مرسي حسين حسين ذات شيخ الإمام النووي رحمة الله عليه منشن حديث رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم which is in the collection of الإمام مسلم that the best day that sun ever risen is يوم الجمعة what we need to understand from this now the explanation of Sheikh Ibn Uthameen is saying what you need to understand from this that this is the best day in the week day we say this so this not to be a contradiction with the statement of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam خير يوم طلعت عليه الشمس يوم عرفة because there is another hadith which the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is saying the best time that the sun rise the best day is يوم عرفة the day of عرفة during Hajj therefore we say that each hadith is related to a special occasion the first one talking about the best day among the week is يوم الجمعة and the other one is talking about the best day among the whole year which is the day of Arafah that's because يوم Arafah is the best day for the whole year and يوم الجمعة is the best day among the whole week in that day in the day of الجمعة Allah has created Adam Adam is the father of all mankind Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created him with his own hand Allah has created him from dirt Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said to him kun fakan be and he became Allah created him in yawm al-jum'ah and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made him dwell in jannah in the day of jum'ah which is jannah al-ma'wa which the Jannah of Refuge, which is the Jannah, all the human beings will go to it. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala permitted him in Jannah, him and his wife. And he said to them, اسكن أنت وزوجك الجنة فقلا من حيث شئتما ولا تقربا هذه الشجرة فتكونا من الظالمين. Live and dwell in Jannah you and your wife eat from any place that you want you desire and don't come near this tree otherwise you be among the wrongdoer the transgressor so Allah permits them to eat from the, all the trees that in Jannah and Allah forbid them from only one single specific tree and this was a mean of a test for them Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saying فَوَسْوَسَ لَهُمَا الشَّيْطَانِ لِيُبْدِيَ لَهُمَا مَا وُورِيَ عَنْهُمَا مِنْ سَوْآتِهِمَا وَقَالَ مَا نَهَاكُمَا رَبُّكُمَا عَنْ هَذِهِ الشَّجَرَةِ إلا أن تكون ملكين أو تكون من الخالدين 
وقاسمهما إني لكما لمن الناصحين فدلهما بغرور فلما ذاق الشجرة بدت لهما سوآتهما وطفقا يخصفان عليهما من ورق الجنة which is the meaning is the shaytan had whispered to both of them i.e. Adam and his wife for purpose of exposing their private parts and the shaytan or iblis said to them the only reason Allah forbid you to eat from this tree that because if you eat from it you're going to turn to be angels or you're going to live forever this trick didn't work so now he have to move to another stage he said I swear to you I am advisor I only think good for you so he kept with them until he deceived them and made them taste the tree upon that the private parts became exposed to them and they start to collect them from the leaves of the trees of Jannah to cover their private parts that's because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had shared the private parts from them they could not see their own private parts but when they disobey Allah and when they ate from this tree now the private parts became exposed to them and Adam was able to see and look to his own private parts and Hawa was able to look to her private parts they became exposed by eating from the tree and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said وَعَصَى آدَمُ رَبَّهُ فَغَوَى and Adam had disobeyed his Lord and he gone astray when they ate from it Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commands them to get out so they ascended they descended to the earth and this one of Allah's wisdom because if Allah didn't plan it this way no khaliqa, no bashariya, no human being will be on the earth and this is a fit and this is wisdom of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala why this has happened but nothing happened in this life without the permission of Allah and that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala whenever he do anything there is a wisdom behind it there is a reason why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala making all these things happening so look how they been kicked out of Jannah and then sent down to the earth due to one single disobedience to Allah what's matter with us we are disobeying Allah day and night we ask Allah to forgive us 
we we build on a hope which is nothing but mirage we hoping for Jannah and high degree in Jannah of those that we committing all this disobedience day and night sometimes even when neglecting the obligation and look how our hearts some of us their hearts are full with hatred envy jealous we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect us this Jannah which Adam had came out of it the scholars some of them they said they are Jannah al-Ma'wa the real Jannah while others they said that is another Jannah here on the earth which a lot of trees and good things a nice breeze and water but the correct opinion that this Jannah that Adam been kicked out of it is the Jannah which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made it Jannah al-Khulb Fadal and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is able to do all the things this some of the reward of Yawm al-Jum'ah that Allah created Adam in that day and that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala permitted Adam to enter Jannah in that day and like I said this is Allah's wisdom to create Adam to make him enter Jannah to make him come out of Jannah to the earth as a result of one single disobedience to him but we have to understand that Adam had repented to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala him and his wife as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stated قَالَ رَبَّنَا ظَلَمْنَا أَنفُسَنَا وَإِن لَمْ تَغْفِرْ لَنَا وَتَرْحَمْنَا لَنَكُونَنَّ مِنَ الْخَاسِرِينَ they said oh Allah indeed we had wronged our own soul and if you don't forgive us and be mercy to us we be doomed so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said ثُمَّ اجْتَبَاهُ رَبُّهُ فَتَابَ عَلَيْهِ وَهَدَى Indeed, after this, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had selected him and repented on him and guided him. So, alhamdulillah. Yes, Adam committed sin. Yes, he disobeyed his Lord. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had given him the ability to return and he gave him the guidance to ask for forgiveness and Allah said that he forgave him and he had repented on him and he had guided him so listen very carefully to what the Sheikh is saying Sheikh Muhammad Ibn Asaymin said so Adam became after his tawbah much better than he was before you see that he became a better Muslim a better Abdullah when Allah had accepted his tawbah he became much better than he was before let's go to the second hadith insha'Allah concerning Yawm al-Jum'ah 
And this is page number 892. And this is hadith number 1148. Wa anhu ay Abu Hurairah من توضأ فأحسن الوضوء ثم أتى الجمعة فاستمع وأنصت غفر له ما بينه وبين الجمعة وزيادة ثلاثة أيام ومن مس الحطى فقد لغى رواه مسلم نهرتد أبو هريرة الله is messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم said if anyone performs ablution properly then comes to Friday prayer, listens to the khutbah, the religious talk, attentively, and keeps silent. His minor sins between that Friday and the following Friday will be forgiven, with the addition of three more days. But he who touches people, has caused an interruption. Next hadith. وعنه عن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم قال الصلوات الخمس والجمعة إلى الجمعة ورمضان إلى رمضان مكفرات ما بينهن إذا اجتنبت الكبائر رواه مسلم. Narrated Abu Hurairah, may Allah be pleased with him, the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is saying, the five prescribed daily prayer, and the Friday to the next Friday, and the fasting of Ramadan to the next Ramadan, is expiation for the sins committed in between them, as long as major sins are avoided. Next hadith 1150, وعنه, that means again from Abu Hurairah, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala be pleased with him. عن ابن عمر رضي الله عنهم أنه ما سمع رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم يقول على أعواد من بره لَيَنْتَهِيَنَّ أَقْوَامٌ عَوَّدْعِهِمُ الْجُمُعَاتِ أَوْ لَيَخْتِمَنَّ اللَّهُ عَلَى قُلُوبِهِمْ ثُمَّ لَيَكُونُنَّ مِنَ الْغَافِلِينَ Narrated Ibn Umar and Abu Hurairah May Allah be pleased with him with them We heard Allah's Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam saying while delivering khutbah on his wooden pulpit Either some people stop neglecting the Friday prayer or Allah will set a seal upon their hearts and they will be among the neglecting ones, the negligent ones. The next hadith, inshallah, and after this we go to the explanation. Hadith Ibn Umar, may Allah be pleased with him, ذات رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم قال إذا جاء أحدكم الجمعة فليغتسل متفق عليه نهريتد ابن عمر الله المسجد صلى الله عليه وسلم said when one of you intends to come for the Friday prayer he should take a bath Bukhari and Muslim 
one hadith more inshallah وعن أبي سعيد الخدري رضي الله عنه أن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم قال غسل الجمعة غسل الجمعة غسل يوم الجمعة واجب على كل محتلم الله المسنجر صلى الله عليه وسلم said taking a bath before coming to Friday prayer is obligatory on every adult وعن سمرة رضي الله عنه قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم من توضأ يوم الجمعة فبها ونعمة ومن اغتسل فالغسل أفضل رواه أبو داود والترمذي وقال حديث حسن ناريت السمرة سمرة الله المسنجر صلى الله عليه وسلم said it is all right to perform ablution properly for the Friday prayer but it is better to take a bath now let's see what Sheikh Ibn Usaymin rahmatullahi alayhi saying explaining this hadith <coughs> this hadith related to the ruling of Jum'ah Imam al-Nawawi, rahmatullahi alayhi, had mentioned it in his book, Riyadh al-Salihin, that a person, when he perform wudu in his house, and he will listen to the Imam when he's given the khutbah, until he finishes, this will be a forgiveness for his sin, from the last Jum'ah to the present Jum'ah. But if somebody touches the people, now he violated this rule. The meaning that he will be deprived from the reward and the blessings of Jum'ah. And Jum'ah will be for him As if he prays Zohar, that means he's not getting the full reward that's supposed to be getting out of attending Jum'ah. He will be free from the obligation, but no reward. And when he's talking about the people, that because the mask of Rasulullah wasallam used to be covered by small small stones, pebbles, similar to the ones that we use it while we stone the Jamarat in Hajj. Small. So the masajid or the mosque in that time used to be carpeted with pebbles or with sand. So whosoever touches this pebble or anything that he will play, get busy, instead of listening to the khutbah, he will get busy like touching these pebbles and play with it. He will be deprived from the reward of Jum'ah. As a result of this, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam informed us, الذي يتكلم 
والإمام يخطب كمثل الحمار يحمل أسفارا. The one who talks while the imam is giving the khutbah is similar or his example like a donkey. A donkey carrying the books in its back. The books has the knowledge, but the donkey could not read, so he could not benefit from these books that in its back. So when a person talks and the imam gives the khutbah, his example like the donkey carrying books. And also a person who may say to his Muslim brother, listen to the imam, to try to advise him, to correct him. No, it's not sure somebody's talking. Let the imam is the one who correct him. Don't say anything. Don't spoil your jama'ah for somebody else. He's saying, وَالَّذِي يَقُولُ لَهُ أَنْصِرْ لَيْسَتْ لَهُ جُمْعَةً يُحْرَمْ أَجْرُ الْجُمْعَةً And if somebody say to his Muslim brother, pay attention to the khutbah, now he also been deprived from the reward of jum'ah. We have two hadith. Which one of them in the collection of Imam Muslim, rahmatullahi alayhi? Say, man tawadda, whosoever make ablution. But the hadith which reported by Abu Sa'id al-Khudri, ghusl al-jum'a wajib ala kulli muhtalim. Taking hadith, taking the hadith of Abu Sa'id al-Khudri, is more information in it. So we are obligated to take the additional information, which is the obligation of taking ghusl for Yom Jum'ah. Although that hadith Abu Hurairah talks only about ablution. Also we have to keep in mind that hadith Abu Sa'id al-Khudri radiallahu anhu, which commanded us in it, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi to take a shower, this hadith is, is in Bukhari, and Muslim, and Ahmad, and Nasa'i, Tirmidhi, Abu Dawood, Ibn Majah. So seven of the muhaddithin, the scholars of these books, are narrator. While the one by Abu Hurairah is only in the collection of Imam Muslim. As we understand from the ruling of the knowledge of hadith, that what is the seven scholars the imams of the hadith had narrated is much stronger and should be taken in consideration more than one that been narrated by Imam Muslim only rahmatullahi alayhi. The hadith which narrated by Abu Sa'id al-Khudri radiallahu anhu Abu Sa'id, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam made the taking a bath, a must upon a person who reached the age of puberty. When a person reaches the age of puberty, now he became mukallaf. That means he is obligated to carry the obligation of Islam. 
Therefore, now Sheikh Ibn Atamir, Rahmatullah Alayhi is saying, therefore we say that the scholars who went to the opinion of having a ghusl, a fallback in the day of Jum'ah, a must upon every man, doesn't matter if a winter or summer, doesn't matter if your body dirty or clean, this will be deserving our attention more. That because the statement of Rasulullah Sallallahu is clear, and this was understood from the Sahaba, because Amir al-Mu'min Uthman radiallahu anhu, he entered the mosque, while Umar radiallahu anhu gave him a khutbah, and Umar object, he said, Wallahi ya Amir al-Mu'mineen, by Allah, O Amir, the commander of faith, I didn't do anything except I rushed and made my wudu and I came right away. So first, Umar was objecting the delay of Uthman entering Jum'ah after the Adhan is called and the khutbah start. He say, as soon I hear the Adhan, all what I did, made wudu and I came right away. So now Umar said what? And only wudu? That means now, instead one, Problem, two problems. Number one, you come in late. And number two, you only made a wudu, you didn't take a shower. So this was objection from Umar. And the Sahaba, may Allah be pleased with them, they were sitting there, and they did not say to Umar anything. That means the Sahaba agree, and this is the understanding of the Sahaba. And this is the way we say that we understand the deen by the understanding of the Sahaba, radiallahu anhu. So when the Sahaba agree about something, now it is incumbent of us to do it. Therefore we say, the most authentic opinion, that we have to take ghusl in Yawm al-Jum'ah. But the question here, what about if somebody didn't take a shower? Does it mean no Jum'ah for him? Does it mean that his Jum'ah is not acceptable? No. Jum'ah is still acceptable. So in conclusion to our subject for today, although that we didn't finish the whole subject about Jum'ah, that you are obligated to make ghusl in Yawm al-Jum'ah, but this has nothing to do with the Salah. If a person make only wudu and attend Jum'ah, Jum'ah is still acceptable, but you have violated a rule of the day of Jum'ah. We could not say that he losing his Jum'ah because he didn't make Salah without Tahara. Because even if the person have Wudu, this Ghusl is still obligation. So this not a Ghusl from Janaba. If a person make a Ghusl for Jum'ah and he have a Ghusl for Janaba, he didn't attend to have ghusl in Janaba, this ghusl is not going to be sufficient. So ghusl Jum'ah is not a ghusl because you dirty or impure or whatever, 
this is a special ghusl for Yawmul Jum'ah. So if somebody made only wudu, his Jum'ah is still acceptable, but he had lost the reward that he was supposed, or he had violated one of the rules of Yawmul Jum'ah. Inshallah, I apologize that we could not cover the whole subject today, but inshallah, Monday we we'll try to cover the rest about uh, Jum'ah. In conclusion, we ask Allah that He brings you benefit through this lecture. For more information, you may contact us through the following address. The Islamic Propagation Office, Rabwa, P.O. Box 29465, Riyal 11457, Saudi Arabia. Phone 445-4900. Also, 491-6065. Fax, 497-0126. If you would like to listen to more beneficial lectures, feel free to visit our website at www.islamhouse.com. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.